This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A very gloomy and wet trip to the northeast for 1,200 City fans whose commitment deserves massive recognition. And the rewards came in the 92nd minute when after 469 days, Jay De Silva was the man to earn us a penalty, which Naki Wells, under extreme pressure, slotted home the equaliser to get the point and remain unbeaten in 2023. Lee's three words were a spot kick, surprising saviour. Um, no explanations this week following the feedback that we gave him from the Wigan pod, Matt, but uh, three great words nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, a bit lazy from Bigsy there. He needs to up his game again. Um, yeah, brilliant, mate. I mean, um, probably in the, the the way that it was, the atmosphere, the travel problems that people had getting here, it was kind of reward that it was a penalty in the last minutes that, that kind of was the, the one that got us the the point that we richly deserved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was brilliant and an absolutely cracking atmosphere. Yeah. So, Matt, you went up Friday up to Wigan, stay with your friends, and went then up, on, a, up on up Sunderland. Yeah. How was the weekend all in all for you? Fantastic, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went to see Roachford, which some of our older listeners will know, um, in Wigan on Friday night, which was brilliant. Quite an intimate sort of gig. Um, and then Just you and him, was it? No, no, no. There was a good few hundred people there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then you, you drive because of where I stayed in, in Wigan. You then drive up the M6 kind of to the lakes and then you come across. And what a fabulous drive across. Um, just the most beautiful countryside. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was a brilliant. And then got got to the hotel, parked up. Um, and the hotel, I've just shown you the, the, the picture. You are literally, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of the, the vision that Steve Lansdowne's got for Ashton Gate. But the Hilton Garden Inn is right next to the stadium. So fantastic. Sort of before the game and then after the game, drinking with, with Sunderland fans, chatting about, you know, the game and the, the penalty. And to a, every person I spoke to agreed it was a fair result, definite pen. So, yeah, happy days. It's a cracking weekend so far, mate. Yeah, just not looking yeah. forward to the six-hour drive home. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, of course. One, one uh, All in one hit as well. Exactly, yeah. Okay, let's bring in our guest, and our guest today is Andy from the Falcon Steakhouse in Wooden Under Edge, a big-time City fan. I've seen you down there a number of times, Andy. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, chaps. How are you both doing, Oris? Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. So, Andy, we always start our podcast with a talk club check-in, so it's how are you out of 10? So, uh, how are you feeling this morning? I feel great, yeah. Sunday morning, I've uh, we've got the roast potatoes in, and we've got the stock on for the gravy, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple of hours to talk to you boys. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, love it. So what, what are you going to go for out of 10? What number? A nine. A nine. I'm going to go for uh, an eight. It's, uh, I don't usually start this early, but um, we've had to kick off early so Matt can actually get home at some point today. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was it's an early morning, but I've had my porridge. I've got a cup of coffee here. So eight, eight out of 10 for me. Matt, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Andy. I'm a good nine. Um, like I said, cracking weekend, good atmosphere. Few few little drinks on board last night, and then uh, yeah, up early breakfast and set to go. So yeah, I'm a good night. 
tequila and whiskey shots, I hear, were the order of they, the day. They were last night, yeah, yeah. So, um, but surprisingly fresh this morning. I may not look it, but yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel surprisingly fresh. So, yeah, oh, it's, brilliant. I stopped at a reasonable time to make sure that I'd be okay for driving and stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. No, always the professional. Um, right, Andy, we're going to uh, have a bit of a competition um, on this podcast, thanks to you and the Falcon Steakhouse. So, for, for those who don't know, Cam Pring is from Wooten Under Edge, and I understand went to the same school as you as well. Is it Catherine Lady Barclay School? Yeah, just down the road, yeah. And his yeah. mother um, used to work here in the pub. So ah, right, work, there used we to go. work for me. There oh, we right. go. So, so, yeah, very, very good connection there. Um, so Cam scored his first goal in December last uh, last year up at Rotherham, I think it was. And it was, yeah. You, you promised, you made a promise to him how, however long ago that you would give him yeah. a free lunch. <laughs> yeah, so when he joined the academy, I said, oh, when you get your first goal uh, for the first team, I said, you can come in for a free steak. And like, just in like a passing comment. And then, uh, yeah, I came through with my, uh, he didn't, he forgot all about it. I was going to say, did he come? Did he come knocking on the door the next day? No, or? he did. I had to actually remind him. I said, "Oh, when you come in for this steak, then." He was like, "Oh, mate, that's great." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. So we're going to give away on the podcast. You have to go on to three P I A P C and retweet this podcast episode. Um, and yeah, make sure you go over and follow us on Twitter. But uh, you're going to give away the Campering lunch for two. Is that right? Yeah, the Cami special. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, yeah, great prize. Thank you very much for that. And uh, if you haven't yet been to the Falcon Steakhouse and also you you were really active during lockdown um, on the fa- on your Facebook page, doing lots of quizzes and lots of entertaining. You're quite the entertainer, I think, aren't you? Oh, born entertainer. Yeah. So the quizzes went down really well. We during the lockdown, we had over like uh, I think it was over a million views in the end on our wow. online quizzes. Yeah. Every wow. Friday night, we still do them once a month and they still get good traction. But the uh, the Friday night, eight o'clock quiz night went well, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, and the amount of people we had playing along, it was yeah, so it was great. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so if you haven't done so, go over to Facebook and follow this Falcon Steakhouse. Uh, right, so let's get on to today's uh podcast. And the starting lineup yesterday, Matt, was O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Atkinson, Pring, James, Williams, Scott, Sykes, Memetti, and Bell. So two changes up top. Your thoughts on that when you saw it? Surprised Naki Wells didn't start, I've got to be honest. Um, yeah, great, great for Sam Bell to be given that kind of confidence from, from Nigel Pearson. But yeah, I was surprised that, that Naki didn't start. Pleased to see that Mimetti did start because I thought um, he looked such a, a threat and he's, he's just going to be a fan's favourite, Mimetti. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll talk about Mimetti in years to come and that we talked about Jakanowski because he's got all the tricks um, and seems to be one of those committed players as well. You know, he was right up for it. He was the one... Um, you know, gesticulating to the crowd to get going and, you know, keep going when he, he had the, the shot that was safe. So, yeah, not, you know, that was the only surprise for me was Naki Wells. I think the other changes were the right changes. Sykes coming back in with the form that he's been on. Um, but yeah, I was surprised that Naki didn't start. Yeah. Andy, for you, obviously the formation we've seen change and shift and have a direct correlation to our sort of change in fortunes. But your thoughts on that starting lineup and, you know, how, how we've been playing over the last uh, couple of months? Well, I was meant to come on this with you guys uh, a few months ago when we were like down the in the the dungeons of our form. Yeah. My big thing was we should definitely play a back four. We should definitely play the holding two. It just gives us a bit more 
stability and a bit more structure. Three I'm not a fan of. But um, yeah, I was just surprised to see the young, the young front four. But yeah. yeah. Interchange as well, I suppose, but I do like to see a target man. Well, not a target man, but a a natural forward that can link up play and hold the ball up a bit more than Bell. I think Bell works well in behind in that three. But it's good to see that we've got strength and depth. And to say such a young forward lineup was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we did see we did see shades of of that. I mean, I'll come on to the minutes in a it shortly, but um there was one moment where Sam Bell, the ball was booted forward to him and he sort of shepherded it in the corner, didn't he? And he won, yeah, he won a, a corner or a throw in, whatever corner. it was. Yeah, later on, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, no, that was for me, Matt. That was the 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 one, Wells and Bell, which one he would yeah. go with. I wondered if it was for the press. You know, yes. Sam's, Sam's got the the energy and the legs on Mackie, I guess. Um, and it's you you weigh that up over the experience. Um, and I think either, whichever way round he, he'd done it, it meant that you still then had a player to come on that could change the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously Naki did have, have that responsibility when he came on, didn't he? So Yeah, we spoke about yeah. partnerships, didn't we, um, on the last yeah. podcast and obviously having uh, Tanner and Sykes back together, that sort of understanding that they've they've developed. And then yeah. Mehmeti and I, I, I guess Cam Pring, um, that one have to, will have to develop over time, Matt. Yeah, it will do. And... and um, I think you're exactly right. The, the more they play together, they're going to understand their games more. I think Mimetti must be quite difficult to play with because you just don't know what he's going to do. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, even yesterday, there were moments of absolute brilliance and then he probably overplayed a little bit and didn't play the ball when he should have done. But he just, I said earlier, he just gets you off your seat. He's, he's a player already that I've fallen in love with. I think he's just oh. unbelievable. Having having done the Jackie Jakanowski 60th birthday podcast and spoke exactly, to a lot yeah. of players yeah. that played with him, <laughs> they said yeah. exactly the same thing. To be fair, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be doing a Mimetti 60th podcast, mate. Though, to be fair, <laughs> well, hang on, um, you uh, might, I don't, I'll be yeah. late for that. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> right, let's get into the minutes then. So, third minute, Atkinson marauding run forward and wins a free kick. Uh, but the James free kick is cleared. So early doors, Matt, we saw Atkinson going off on his little travels. Yeah, um, he's still, I always think with Rob that he doesn't necessarily believe in himself enough when he goes on those runs. It's almost kind of, oh, here we go, oh, 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 oh. And then, you know, <laughs> it's either a pass or whatever, but he's got that in his locker. He, you yeah. know, I know you, you referenced how quick he is, um, yeah. but yeah, he's he's, Again, a player I like, and we'll obviously talk about potentially um, his, his injury. But yeah, it was a, it was a great start, and probably that early it gave us confidence, but it also quieted the the home crowd down a little bit. Um, because again, thirty eight thousand, and it's a fabulous stadium. Um, we needed to hit the ground running. You know what we didn't want to do was give them any kind of early impetus. So yeah, it was an important start. Yeah, Andy, we've seen Rob Atkinson develop over the last however long it's been now. Um, good 18 months, I think. But he started really well when he signed. And then, obviously, he had a, a couple of illnesses, was out of favour. He's come back into the team. And he does pick the ball up. He does drive things forward. And it, it's great to see. And you know, we assume he will now be out for a, a period of time, a potential ACL. But we'll come on to that in a second. But it, it, it really gets the crowd going, doesn't it? When your defender carries the ball forward like that. Yeah, and he is so big and strong. And like you don't want him running at you. But also in, 
in regards to his form, just having like a bit of stability, he's had the same players either side of him for a good period. And that has always been the, the early part of the season when Nigel was trying to find his his best team. We had everyone fit at one point and who plays where, but just having a run in the team with the same faces around you, knowing their movements, they know your movements, is it can only help. And to be fair, Callis coming back, it couldn't have happened at a better time, really, because it doesn't, yeah, doesn't look good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, at 12th minute, it's James into Williams. A couple of touches and a right-footed shot from 25 yards goes from 25 yards goes wide. So we've seen James, uh, we've seen Joe Williams, Andy, score these goals for, for Wigan in the past. Never quite seen it for City. We've seen some goals, but not these long-range strikes. But I guess you, you need a bit of a sighter early on in the game to try and get uh, try and get some on target. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, get, get an early shot away has always been a, a good thing for us. But yeah, I, he scored more for Wigan, but he um, played a bit further afield. In a holding two... The amount of chances you're going to get isn't going to be as many as in a in a four that he was playing before. But no, I mean, he's got it in his, he's got a good shot in his locker. And it's surprised that he hasn't had more for us. Yeah. 14th minute, Matt, is the Atkinson going down in a heap on the touchline. Uh, yeah. I've seen the replay several times. Still not clear, clear what happened, whether his sort of studs got caught in the ground or what. But um, the the aftermath has, has sort of said it's a potential ACL. Obviously, you'll have to have scans and and all of that sort of uh, sort of stuff. So it's going to be an interesting one. But he'll be a big loss if he is out for a period of time. Massive loss because you know Andy's point about Kalas coming back. But again, you know, to to play the number of games that he might now have to play, you know, we don't know whether Kalas is, is going to be up to that. Having spent so long out. Um, it looked a fairly, we, we thought it was a head injury initially because you're very high up in the away end, so you couldn't clearly see what had gone on. Obviously, he's off the pitch, and it's, it's one of those, we've been plenty of games this season even, where players have been off the pitch and the referee stopped the play and mm. he's allowed him to be treated, whereas Gavin Ward yesterday, almost immediately, because he was off the pitch, he carried they carried on. And I think in the next passage of play, the ball ended up going over and yeah. landing on. I don't think it hit Rob. I think it hit the physio, um, Andy Proctor. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it hit Rob. But obviously, Nigel Pearson was none too pleased about it. Um, and if it's an ACL, I mean, it's it's his season, and then possibly into next season, depending on how bad a, a, a one it is. So, fingers crossed, it really isn't that because that would be a, a massive, massive blow to where we want to finish this season. Yeah, and he's a goal scoring centre back as well, Andy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's popped up with a few um unmarked headers. He seems yeah, to get in really good positions. Four yeah. Now, I think. Yeah. yeah, real shame. Let's see he's what probably happens, our most potent at that as well, isn't he? Um yeah, yeah really throws himself like at scoring. it. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. so yeah, finger obviously first and foremost thoughts thoughts are with with Robin. You're just hoping that it isn't it isn't that ACL. So mm. yeah. Okay, but as you say, Thomas Callas does come on in the 14th minute. 19th minute, two shots from Mehmeti. The first one is pushed onto the post by the keeper after a neat back hill from Sykes from a move that he started and involves Sam Bell also. And then moments later, a bit of a melee in the box and it comes to Mehmeti who who gets a shot away into the side netting. But Andy, Mehmeti, we've seen him now three times, I think, maybe four, but uh, looks a real threat. And that that run into the box for the first chance, I thought that was in, and the keeper just tips it onto the post. 
Yeah, I absolutely love him. I think he's going to be great for us. We haven't had a player that runs with the ball for a while now, probably since Eliasson to actually yeah. have to go yeah. past players. And uh, everyone loves a player that dribbles. Yeah. And I think we can um, trust him a little bit more, get the ball to him a little bit quicker because he seems to have the feet to get himself out of a, a bit of a problem. But um, no, he definitely looks like he's going to be great to watch. Um, maybe he came in as Scott's replacement if he's going to go a bit more central to 10. But seeing him come wide, it's just going to be great. But we are going to see also teams double up on him when they yeah. realise that he's going to get the ball quick. But that only opened up space in the middle. So, But it's going to be great seeing him. And to, let's get him on the score sheet, get him a stake of the Falcon, and then we'll see him, <laughs> see him fly. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. Um, Matt, he said that about uh, Scott's replacement. I think he's come in and replaced Semenyo really well. For uh, We were worried when Semenyo left, who's going to be that player that picks the ball up, runs at people and, and can score goals? And you know, obviously we haven't seen a goal yet, but certainly... When he picks that ball up, and and I loved it afterwards when he was sort of geeing up the crowd and all of that, that sort of stuff. That's exactly yeah. how you get that connection with the fans, isn't it? Immediately, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, com- completely different styles to, to Antoine. Antoine's much more power and, and pace, whereas Mometti is he's just he loves a cutback, doesn't he? He comes inside, goes back outside, um, and like Andy said, teams will double up on him, but that's going to allow space. But there are a number of times yesterday he had two around him and he still came away with the ball. He doesn't look a powerful build, but he's he's a strong player. Um, and he's also got a little bit of devilment about him as well. You know, he, he put his foot in. So, yeah, he's um, I think he's one of those players and, and not just because the stake. But when he does score, I think you'll see him go to a different level again, because I think his confidence will, um, you know, go through the roof. In I, I saw a few tweets yesterday into Wickham fans saying thanks very much you know what a player you were right and it's difficult to go from a club like Wickham and that's no disrespect but you know a, a very well run but smaller club to come to us where the expectations are what they are he's immediately settled in hasn't he and and looks mm-hmm. immediately a first a first team player he's he's now going to be you know on the cheek straight away isn't he so question yeah, for me is what how come we didn't sign him in the summer <laughs> well yeah I mean I, I think it it all came together, you know, perhaps the, there was an element of, of Phil Anderson joining, um, you know, obviously was it Wickham, so maybe knew, knew some of what was, was available, um, close relationship with Gareth Ainsworth, so maybe that was part of it, so yeah. good timing then, good timing. Good when uh, Phil Alexander joined as well. Yeah, um, yeah, but I think it was Phil Anderson that was the one that, um, <laughs> I, don't know if you know, I don't know if you know Phil Anderson. No, I haven't <laughs> met, I haven't met, I've heard of him yet. Sorry, uh, Phil Alexander. I, I shall seek him out very, very soon. Okay, uh, 34th minute, great chance for Sunderland. Ball out to the left, it goes over Tanner um, and the ball comes back across. But Callas slides in really well, Andy, to to make a block. Yeah, I mean, when you come on, especially after a, a run of not being in the team, to get a, a decent block, I'm sure, is the same as up front getting a first shot away. Just yeah. settles the nerves and puts your mark on the game a little bit. Always yeah. good to see a Callas block, though. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, he had that one covered. Uh, 35th minute, Mametti plays the ball into the box. Sykes' progress is blocked. Shouts for a penalty. Uh, that's the first one, Matt. You've, we've seen seen him given. Uh, probably wasn't, but uh, equally, it's great to see that we're getting into the box and trying to get a penalty. No spoilers, you know please. It, it, it was funny, Patch, because um, <laughs> everyone 
that was in and around us were like, that's a stone wall. Oh my God, how's he not seen that? That's like, you know, we're never going to get them if they can't give that. And then, you know, in our um, various people messaging me saying that it wasn't a pen. Um, my mate, who's a neutral, said, yeah, no, you've seen him give them, but it really wasn't. The defender just stood his ground. So, yeah, it did, but it did feel at the time like, yeah, we're never going to get one after that because that looked stone wall from where yeah. we were. And it was at our end as well. So, yeah. Yeah, 39th minute, Matty James. I put breaking up the play really well and turning the ball over. I don't know if it's because the Six Nations are on, but I came up with that rugby analogy, Andy. But he was he was getting stuck in, Matty James, and he has done more and more over the last few games, shows his real value, shows how important he is to the team. But he was almost literally like getting his getting his body in the way and, and literally turning the play over, and then we're coming away with it on the attack. Well, that's just the experience for you. He's a... He's a top pro, isn't he? And since going into this holding role, and I think at the beginning of the season, he was trying to be a bit more box to box, but realising what he's best at, breaking up transitions, getting the ball, short little passes, but just his positioning has been fantastic recently. And staying more as a defensive in that role has really helped him out. And even having people like Williams and Naismith doing a bit more of the running, just allows James to do what he does best, and that is break up the play, get the ball back, transition the play again, and just keep turning the passage over, really. Yeah. Matt, for you, how important was Matty James yesterday? Well, early spoiler, he was my man of the match. Um, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Um, and, and I'm not always appreciative of Matty James. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about, you know, sometimes he's a little bit too slow, a little bit too deliberate, but Yesterday, you, you saw exactly what he's about. Um, and in a an atmosphere where you needed someone that could do that, and, you know, he, I'd love to know, actually, how many times he did break up the play and, um, you know, set us up on a, a, a sort of, you know, transition. So, um, yeah, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Really, really good. Good point there about, um, you know, the experience and the fact that we're playing in front of, what, 38,000 people. And, yeah. you know, that's sort of a, an average attendance, really, for Matty James, isn't it? Yeah, I guess with it from his career and 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 where he's played, I know you know he's he's been on loan at various places, but Leicester, yeah, they're going to get those sort of figures, aren't they? Um, mm. And you know, and, Andy talked about it at the start. You know, it, it's a young side, and you need those experienced pros in there. And there's absolutely no doubt, Matty James will be the first or one of the first names on the team sheet for Nigel Pearson. You know, he clearly trusts him. Um, he's very very good with the youngsters. So yeah, it's um it, it's good to see. It's good to see. 42nd minute, Viner takes a stud to the old metatarsal. Could have been really nasty, that one. He sort of left his foot in and uh, the, the the Sunderland player sort of comes down on top of him. I think it was the PSG loanee, Mishu, that, uh, that sort yeah. of left his yeah. foot in. But Andy, that could have been really nasty. And after just losing Rob Atkinson, the last thing we want to do is lose that Viner as well. Yeah, because, I mean, having a little bit of cover is great, but I don't think we've got enough to cover our two center halves being out for a long period but it was heart you know heart hand on heart and mouth but no to come through it I mean Zach Viner's been absolutely brilliant I mean for me he's, he's probably been the player of the season so far yeah I agree and yeah, just and even with Callas coming on you think like he came on last week and uh Callas went to like a the right side but I don't think he can displace Viner I think he's been brilliant and what a what a change from what yeah. he was like just consistency and again it's confidence of a of a run in the team but he really is a top top player for us yeah yeah 
thankfully he it's, seemed to have run that one off, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It's it's an interesting one though, Andy. I've I've not seen anything in terms of the club either taking up the option of, of the extra year or in terms of a new contract. And you would think that's that's a given, surely, with with his performances this year. Yeah, that's the say. thing. With all the scouts we've had viewing people like Semenyo and Scott, that was my worry as all of a sudden they're gonna go, Crikey, who's this guy at the back? This is yeah. a, a young academy lad, big, strong, got the lot really comfortable, really confident. And it's a worry when you've got people with eyes on different players, who else they're looking at. Yeah. You could, you could also be talking about of... pampering there as well, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's but he's got a range of passing on him as well, Zach, hasn't he? You know, yeah. he, he yeah. can deliver a nice diag. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Okay, the halftime summary from Rob. All in all, a good showing from us. Marginally the better team and threat. Great link up between the front three, ending with the effort onto the post from Mimetti. Even after it hitting the woodwork, I was sure it was going to go in. So unlucky. Ref is letting play go, but with both sides and the game has a good flow as a result. Sunderland are still carrying a threat of their own, so the result could easily go either way. Big concern with Atkinson going off. Our central midfield and central defensive cover is already very close to being exposed. Really can't afford to lose Scott and or Williams to suspension, at least until Naismith is back. Um, Matt, on this this Williams suspension, so I yeah. think that came from Nigel Pearson. But looking at the stats, uh, he's only got seven bookings. So I don't quite know what's going on there. Any any ideas? No, and I, and I've seen um, Bristol Live reference it as well. So I don't know yeah. whether well, Scott's I mean, definitely so, on nine. Yeah, well, Williams, if he's only seven, he's yeah. not going to be um, on a ban, is he? So no. So if anyone's listening who, who's got any clarification, then please do. Uh, put a little note on twitter uh because yeah uh, look at someone mentioned it yesterday and they said oh, i've been looking i can't quite work out what what all the fuss is about but oh well there you yeah. go yeah so interesting but good there. good good point around the, the cover though because if if rob has got a, a long-term injury and, it, and it's likely even if it's not an acl that it's probably going to be a number of weeks you would think what what have we got in terms of defensive cover you know is is it andy king is it duncan Idahan? Have we got a recall on Joe Lowe? I, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine so because it was only a January transfer, wasn't it? So there's not a lot of cover there, is there? Um, so you've got to hope that it really isn't anything long term. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, into the 46th minute. Mehmeti straight into the action. Down the left, along the touchline, his ball goes across goal and out the other side. So frustrating, that one, Andy, when you've got Mehmeti making those runs and putting the ball over and, yeah, evading everybody. Yeah, but they can't all go in, can they? But it was good to see the it's good to see a guy on the ball running so so hard at players. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to go get, get some uh, get, take the chances. 48th minute, Mameti pass into Tanner was great through several players, but the keeper was out as well, Matt. So again, Mameti literally trying to take the, the game by the scruff of the neck and and trying to force those opportunities. Yeah, was that the one that he played inside the defender? Um, played it sort of through and, and Tanner was on to it. But yeah, like you said, the keeper was out. Got to say, I thought that keeper was really impressive yesterday. Yeah, Very, very good on the on the floor, very comfortable. Um, and yeah, was quick off, off his line to spot the danger. But yeah, again, you know, keep keep talking about him, but it just highlights Mehmet's ability. On this occasion as well, I'm just, just recalled it myself. He's actually coming over to the right-hand side, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's right across. Yeah, yeah. And he... Brings the defenders with him, but then tack spots Tanner's running at. It's a great ball, maybe slightly over here, but yeah, the, the keeper's out quickly and snaps it out, doesn't he? Yeah, brilliant. And then there's a sliding doors moment. We like this term on this podcast. In the 58th minute, uh, it's Bell to Sykes, who's onside, and Sykes has time to carry it forward, lashes the ball across with no one there. Then at the other end, Tanner jockeys Clark. He cuts inside and unleashes one right-footed into the top corner, Andy. So it's 1-0 Sunderland, and we have the chance to take the lead up at the other end. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it wasn't a... Uh... A good moment for Sykes. He's he could have taken a touch, could have gone a bit further, but then to literally ten seconds later be on the back foot, and it was a it was a good goal. It was a good finish. But I think uh, Tanner tried to to show him down the line, hoping that someone else would come across and get that get that blocking. But it was a it was a good finish across the goal. Yeah, Matt, hell of a finish. And I think on commentary, Ali Hines sort of said uh, that Zach Viner was slightly out of position. I think that's what Tanner was trying to do was to to give him time to be in that position to block that kind of shot. But uh, yeah, as Nigel Pearson said, after the game, hell of a strike. Yeah, um, interesting with, with Sykes again, it was at the far end. So you, 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 you can't see the perspective to see how close he is to actually the goal. We all thought he should have gone for goal. Yeah. When he didn't and the ball broke, Sykes' reaction was he, he kind of literally fell to the floor in frustration and then got up. So he knew himself he should have done better. Um, I think Zach had been blocked or, or or fouled and was appealing, which is why he was slightly out of position. Um, and, and, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about Tanner shouldn't have showed Clark inside. Sometimes you've just got to go, do you know what, though? He's a good player. He's on form for them. Um, yes, you know that's the sort of guy. I think he's probably scored four or five just like that this season. Um, but when you look at it back, not only is it a great strike, you know, it's hit with power, pace. Yeah. Max has got absolutely no chance. So, you know, you, you've got to sometimes just hold your hands up and go, yes, it's a fabulous goal from from a very good player. You know, let's not forget, he's been in the Prem, Clark. So, um, you just know, on that. pull up trees in Tottenham, but yeah. Yeah, just on that though, Matt, with, with Zach, moan at the referee when the play has stopped. Yep. You know, a little yep, bit of uh, something to... <laughs> Everyone's learning all the time in all walks yeah, yeah. of life, but yeah, yeah, just I often see that quite a lot from from City players moaning at the referee whilst the play's going on. Yeah, you know, it's classic for it. 
it's a, it's a bit of a frustration. And if that's the reason why he was out of position, then that's something just to, to learn from for next time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 61st minute, great hold-up play from Sam Bell. Here we go, to win a corner. It's a short one to James, and then Sykes' header loops over. But that's what I was sort of talking about at the start with um, with Sam Bell, Andy. He he hasn't got the the sort of the frame, if you like, and the the strength, but it's growing and growing and growing with every, every appearance. But he did really well there to win a corner. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be some player for us. Um to find out what his natural position is going to be is going to be a, a test of him because he's going to be asked to play up top on his own, especially if we're going to be playing this um this two three one formation. But he's got a lot of energy, he's got a good brain, and he'll have players, especially with like Mimetti, coming overlapping him, and it'll be good to see how he deals with that. But no, he's it look he looks like he's going to be just a a great addition to us until especially until Conway's back on form yeah yeah back on the grass uh okay then there's a moment um Pearson is seen saying Anis are you okay are you okay Anis Anis are you okay are you okay Anis um and he had a tight hamstring so it does eventually come off but Matt what do you think about Nigel Pearson's Michael Jackson impression yeah I was gonna say I, I think he had his airpods in mate and it wasn't so much Anis was he was just listening to to Annie are you okay yeah smooth criminal <laughs> Um, which again, I mean, I, I have to say, when he made the change, we were again, oh, what's he doing? Yeah, Mehmet has been the most likely threat and was causing them problems. But potentially, yes, there was, um, you know, something else there. And, and, and Nigel Pearson said after the game in his, his post-match that um, he tired um, sort of, you know, that period, which is why he made the change. And in fairness, you know, you've got legs in Andy Vyman when he comes on. So different sort than prospect for them to have to face so um yeah probably getting up to the speed again of the championship Mimetti will will probably have a few of those games where he plays 60 70 75 minutes until he's at the level a bit like we were finding with campering wasn't it last season so yeah, yeah so it's a 69th minute it's Vyman Wells and Cornick all on Bell, Tanner, and Mametti off. So, in terms of formation, there, Andy, it's uh, sort of going three four three. Would you was that what you would say? Yeah, I thought they'd have just kept the formation the same and put Sykes back into um, into right back. But yeah, it looked more like three four three. But yeah. it, it got us a result. Yeah, yeah. Seventy first minute, neat one two from Williams with Cornick and wins a free kick. So, still trying to push forward, Matt. Obviously, and uh, yeah, it was great to see Williams linking up with Cornick. He just gets uh, the man just gets quite close to him and and wins a free kick. I thought Williams was excellent as well yesterday. Um, driving forward, you know, he's definitely got that little bit about him. Um, you know, the, the devilment that I talked about. Um, Cornick's an interesting one. I'm 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 not convinced. Cornick is a nine um, because he's played a lot of his time sort of coming from wide. Obviously, Nigel Pearson sees that in him. You're going to get an endeavour from him, um, but he wasn't playing starting for Luton regularly, so he's going to need time to get up to speed. In, and a, a, again, I think Pearson's talked about his fitness, but he does come on and he does cause some problems. So he's again, he, he is a, a welcome addition to the squad um, and, and linked well with Joe, like you said there. So, yeah. Yeah. 77th minute, great save from Max O'Leary down to his left, keeping City in the game from a Robert shot. Then another shot, literally a minute later, that comes from distance. 
Um, and it was one of those, Andy, that was sort of weaving and, and, and bobbing in the air with the ball sort of just causing Max some real problems. But two very important saves that keep City in the game on the 77th minute. I mean, Max O'Leary's shot stopping is, is excellent. And But Christ, didn't that ball move? And yeah. then I saw the replay from behind. It was like three or four different movements. And it was a very strong wrist he got on it. And luckily... I mean, you do see those go in and it, and for it to go so far, like the, with the good risk for it to get so far away from danger was just a bit of a, yeah, I mean, fair play to Max. His, his kicking hasn't been amazing, but when he, we need him for shot stopping, which is what he's there for, first and foremost, he yeah. rarely lets us down. Yeah, Matt, I think there was only one or maybe two instances of the kicking on uh, yesterday, but uh, those two saves turned out to be critical. Absolutely. Um, I thought his, his kicking improved yesterday. Um, yeah. But the, the first one um, from Roberts, who, again, a really, really tricky player, Roberts. And up until that point, we kept him pretty quiet. He hadn't really had anything. Cam had really done a job on him. Um, but then he pulls a, a sort of shot out like that. To, for Max to get dang so quickly, so low, um, and be able to push it away for the, the, the corner was superb. And yeah, the other one, again, we're right behind that and you can see it moving everywhere. And Andy's dead right. To, to get that stronger wrist on it, for it to be you know beaten right away, um, because it's easy for it to have either deflected off and gone in or just pushed out into the centre of the box for the, a striker coming onto it. So yeah, fabulous save. Well, they can also they can always make the goalkeeper look a little bit silly, can't they? Those yeah, ones that yeah, sort of just fly into yeah. the top corner off their wrist or something. But yeah, great save. Eighty yeah. first uh, minute, Alex Scott gives a Sunderland player a piggyback. I think that was the only way that he could stop stop Alex Scott was to jump on his back. But uh, I think that will be uh, something that is repeated on TV a few times. Um, yeah. And then uh, Matty James corner from the right. This was a bit of a frustration for me. It has been for a while. The set pieces. So it's Matty James' corner from the right. Takes it with his right foot, so it's out swinging all the time. Why don't we have a left footer taking those on the on on the right hand side and and swinging them in? In the commentary, it was saying about Sunderland have scored the most goals from set pieces, and I was watching their set pieces, working out what was good, and it was because it was swinging in, Matt. I think it's very difficult for a keeper, especially in the modern game where they're crowded out, to be able to get get to the ball a lot of the time. Um, as excellent as I thought Matty James was yesterday, I, I did think his dead ball delivery wasn't very good. Um, I think it's definitely an area that we have to improve on in the summer um, with a player that comes in that you know is going to be good at, at delivering like that. And it, we, we we sort of started the season, we were varying it, weren't we? Would Matty James would take one, Alex Scott would take one. I kind of wonder whether Joe Williams might be an option for it. You know, a, a little bit of pace on it. Um, but Matty seems to deliver the same kind of corner or dead ball where it is that curved, almost gentle passing, which is quite easy to defend against. So, yeah, it was the keeper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and with Callas back on the pitch, potentially, um, he's someone who can jump higher than anyone I've ever seen before. So we've we've got to just got to try and seek him out, really. And and yeah. If it's an in-swinging corner, then he's just got to get something on it, get it goalward. If it's an out-swinger, then you've got no momentum of the ball to carry it forward. Yeah, very frustrating. Right, <laughs> get off my soapbox. Um, no, okay, Patch, so, I, yeah, Patch, I've, noticed, I've noticed that in football, like every time I watch football, the 
No one ever beats a first man, whether it be the Champions League, the Premier League. <laughs> the corner taken is so poor. And yeah. I suppose Naismith will take a lot of ours when he's back. But you look at the Wigan game, McLean delivered a really good ball, I thought. And Dang. they had a few, they had a few clever corners. You only need three or four to work on in the training ground and to use them in your match. But yeah, in swinging corners gotta be, surely. Yeah. 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 I'd love to have a conversation because obviously someone out there who actually works for Bristol City knows a lot more about football and corner taking and stuff than me but I'd love to, to know some of the reasons why we go for this this near post or outswinging corners and things like that they quite often Matty James look so there's occasions where Alex Scott will have sort of dropped in and he will then get the ball in try and work it that way but yeah I, I you feel as a professional you should be able nine times out of ten to deliver a ball with pace mm. in swinging to a spot, you know, as I say, nine times out of 10. And we, we just don't ever seem to do it or rarely okay. seem to do it. 83rd minute, James ball to Sykes, who heads it back across goal. Uh, Wells was slightly off centre, too far off centre to hook it on target. A great chance, Matt, but maybe Sykes should be heading that one goalwards as well. Yeah, again, diff, diff, difficult from our end to see how close he was with that. But but initially, I thought, why has he not gone for goal there? Um, I don't even know whether he had time to to kind of take it on his chest um, and do something with it. Um, so, yeah, again, you felt, oh, come on, you know. But the one thing I will say was, like, he was in the game yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, again, he's he's involved in some big moments, um, which is it's great to see. So, yeah. Yeah, your thoughts on that one, Andy? Obviously, it's hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think he was looking to head it down to where Wells maybe should have been. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to do, looking for Wells on the on the downheader. Yeah, but again, great energy from Sykes. And further up in the field of that position, he has picked up some goals. And mm. I, I, if he gets a tiny bit more clinical and a bit more confident to especially shoot a bit earlier, we might see some more goals from Sykes. Yeah, yeah. he definitely seems to have uh, obviously picked up in, in the last month or so, Matt. And we've seen we've seen flashes from Sykes up until that point. He has been playing out of position, but now he's in that right of the three. He even looks like he's got 10, 20% more energy, more confidence, more drive. Uh, he's jumping higher to win the balls, you know, going back. He was sort of just going through the motions a little bit for me. But, yeah, he's he's a changed man. Yeah. Um, a couple of times yesterday, he, he, he dribbled the ball and, and he tried to nutmeg the defender that didn't quite come off. But he's a, he's a clever footballer as well, Mark Sykes. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Patch. I think his form has clearly improved since the move of position. Um, again, goes back to Andy's point at the start about playing the four. Playing playing players where they're most comfortable and they're in their yes, you're gonna to have to play players um out of position when you've got injuries and, and the small squad like we've got. But when you haven't, playing players in their favoured position, you're obviously gonna get more out of them. So I think Sykes is very much case in point with that. Yeah. And then a change, 85th minute, it's Jada Silva coming on for Joe Williams. And and Matt, how did we sort of shape up after that substitution, or was it just a case of getting a wide player on? I think it was getting a wide player on. I couldn't tell you what we went to formation-wise and, and and who moved where, if I'm honest with you. Um, but you, you've got to say, and, and yes, it is with with hindsight. But what a brilliant, what a brilliant substitution! Because <laughs> you wouldn't have seen, you wouldn't have really seen that Jade Silva coming on for Williams. Because as I say, Williams, I thought had been influential, but 
you know, it, it, credit where credit's due with Nigel Pearson. Um, he was going for the equaliser, wasn't he? Obvi- obviously, but to bring a wide player on like Jay, um, yeah, proved proved to be a, a, a good move. So we're into the 90th minute and it's a, a Chateaubriand campering back hill looking oh. for Jay De Silva, who beats his man, gets into the box, is rugby tackled to the floor and people all over the world rejoice as <laughs> as the referee points to the spot. And Matt, just explain how the away end reacted to that one. I've seen lots crazy. of videos. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, it, it was the... the, the the lad behind me had said when Jay De Silva came on, he would get the pen. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'd have put put some money on it, but yeah, he said Jay's going to get us a penalty. Um, and it was one of those where, again, been critical of Jay in the past, but he showed great strength after getting the ball from from Cam. Um, it was Hume, I think, the the fullback that brought him down. But he he kind of put his arm across him to get in front of him. Then he got away from him. And as you say, I think there was an element of where he was stumbling, Hume, but he seemed to sort of almost like he was trying to pull Jay's shorts down. I know he wasn't, but it was that kind of motion um, as opposed to a full-on rugby tackle. Yeah. Um, what I would say is Jay kind of rode that challenge a little bit and still got the cross across. And then you saw him look around appealing to the ref thinking, oh, I should have just gone down and not even got the cross. Mm. And it just felt patch like, it was minutes before you see the referee point to the spot. And it wasn't, obviously it was instant, but mm. we couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was, um, but it, there was also an element of, oh, we've got a penalty. Like this run's that's, not That's that clock on. ruined. It was a bit, a bit <laughs> disappointed again. And I even went onto the website afterwards to see what it sort of changed. Is it gone yeah, to zero now, is it? Or like hours? It's, it's now, yeah, days since, and it's kind of building it up again now from the start. Um, <laughs> And shows that the last day, sort of, yeah, a, a sort of 24 hours or what have you. But yeah, it was um, the right decision. Um, I didn't, I didn't think the ref had a bad game, but I thought a lot of the 50-50s he gave Sunderland's way. Um, is that I thought the, he, is that the, the was, partisan crowd? Yeah, possibly, possibly. And and I always have this thing around some referees. You always feel like the bigger team get more of the decisions. Um, but it was it was interesting then how it developed, Patch, in terms of. Scott picked up the ball. Yep. Bikes then picked up the ball and was stood over it. And we're all kind of thinking, and, and I'll be the first to admit, thinking, I know he's confident, but God, Sykes, he on pens? Well, yeah. Um, and then you we literally had no that. idea who was going to take it, did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you understand afterwards from what Nigel Pearson was saying, that it was that very, very intelligent play from Sykes to kind of take the flack from the, the goalkeeper. The defender was going down with cramp. Naki could just stand out of the way, compose himself. And then when the referee says, right, we're good to go, he then gets the ball and, you know, we're waiting to see what happens. So there was no sort of argument of, no, no, I'm taking it. It was all no, pre-planned, you reckon? Pre, pre, well, I don't think pre-planned, but it was, they then did that during it. So whether they said, yeah, Naki, it's yours, but leave it with me, I'll, I'll mm. kind of take the flat. That's certainly the impression that Nigel Pearson gave afterwards. And then, you know, Naki Wells, fantastic players, playing out of his skin this season. I just had sights in my mind of that Penenka attempt from uh i think it was was that against norwich during the lockdown yeah it was yeah yeah but what a finish andy um it was the keeper went the right way almost gets there but the power takes it into the corner of the net yeah it was a great penalty i think patterson actually made a save of a penalty in the week didn't he for some reason yeah yeah Yeah, so and i was thinking like in the beginning of the game old christ he's 
who's going to take it? And it's good to see Naki on the pitch because he's obviously our first choice yeah. penalty taker. But it was a good penalty. Struck well. And when you strike him that well, even when a good keeper like Patterson goes the right way, with, with a bit of pace on the ball, you'd normally pass them. But like we've had so many like uh, seen them given moments, but <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen them not given. It was yeah. a proper, proper like trip up with his hand and it was a bit comical, but at least we got it in the end. There were some, some great tweets um, afterwards. And there was one, I think, from one team in Bristol or something that said, um, that breaking news, Grant Ward has been let go from his duties as uh, as referee. Gavin Ward, yeah, EFL, Gavin yeah, Ward, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that was that was brilliant. But yeah, yeah, so some of the scenes, and obviously, whilst it's a, a penalty as well, loads of people had their phones out ready to record the reaction. And I've seen, I think it was on Ben Ben Mead Robbins on tour. It was just absolute carnage, Matt. People what, all over you- the place. Yeah, you you know me. I don't watch pens. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what were you doing? You just had, sat so, down so, with your head in your hands, or so Northern Tom's next to me. Um, I've got my I'm facing the crowd, um, and I just wait for a reaction for the crowd. Um, <laughs> I yeah. forgot all it's about just, that. Yeah, so, and it's, it's, it's not not just re- you know I've been like that as long well, as I can. remember. Was it the World um, Cup or the Euros when you came round and? It, yeah, I walked walked out the night. Yeah, yeah the I can't just Harry just King. can't do it. I don't, I don't it's a um yeah not not a, ner- a nervous thing necessarily but yeah I just always kind of fear it that if I'm watching it they're definitely going to miss but um what was great to see yeah you, you're right it was carnage I mean everyone was going crazy um but the players reaction as well I mean Alex Scott is yeah I saw that proper delighted and then you see Cam Pring Thomas Callas jumping in the air um this is a really close-knit group um and and honestly, they they've got real belief where we can finish this season, um, and you can see what it meant. And great, great to keep the the unbeaten run going. You know that was good. But a point away at Sunderland, the form that they're in, um, and the manner of that point, it wasn't like we've seen. Game, you know, well, we talked about the Soren Anderson goal from a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, where we got absolutely battered during the whole game. Keith Welsh had an absolute, I think it was Welsh in goal, um, had an unbelievable game. Um, and yeah, we, we managed to get some out of it. This wasn't like that yesterday. This was a deserved point. We went toe-to-toe with a very, very good side. And I think it shows how far we've come past this season. You know, Andy said about when he was due on and where we were in the league at the time, this team is chalk and cheese in terms of where we are now. And Andy, what I really liked about that is Naki Wells is like, right, come on, we've got still got a few minutes left. Let's go for the winner. Um, yeah. And there was a ball up field from Max O'Leary when a couple of defenders were actually telling Max just to calm down and, and take your time. He boots it up. I think it's great control from Naki Wells. He's away down the right-hand side and, and yeah, there's an opportunity there to get another one, but uh, didn't come to anything, unfortunately. But yeah, the drive to not only maintain the unbeaten run, but to get a winner. God, that would have been scenes, wouldn't it? Especially with you, Matt, being in the crowd. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, to go all the way, there is a lot of belief in this side. We're on a really good, strong run. We're, we're difficult to beat. Just as I think that's with Pierce, and that's all he wanted. He wanted us difficult to beat, and then to rely on decent players to get us points, get us wins. But yeah, we can only. I'm. I still believe we can sneak in that playoff position. I mean, we've got. 
difficult games coming up. That's not, you know, we've got the cup game coming up. So, and, and then, uh, but then we've got a lot of people fighting for that starting lineup because they want to play in that game. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. indeed. Right. I'm just going to uh, read out a few tweets, Matt, and then we'll come on to your ratings. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, off the back of the vote, which was Mometti, 57%, James, 28%, Sykes, 7%, and Scott, 8%. Uh, a few comments on that. Great point from Trevor, the Robin Harvey. I guess he's the guy who wears the Robin over the top of his head towards the end of the match. Um, O'Leary should have been in the list for his two saves, and I put good shape. So, yeah, well done. Um Rob Blamey, Jada Silva, first man in nearly two years. As Metallica once said, nothing else matters. Uh, Gary Howell said James by a country mile. Chris, I thought James did well. I thought Scott was really quiet. Uh, Chris Linton, Mametti, incredibly exciting. However, Matty James was superb all afternoon and the best player on the pitch for me controlled the game superbly. Then we had a response from Keith Woff saying gutted because <laughs> he's a Sunderland <laughs> fan. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Keith. Um, Russ Jenner, we all got an opinion, but sorry, Matty James was man of the match by a country mile. Mimete is exciting, but Matty James of our side wins promotions. Not this season, obviously, but let's let but they let Anis do what they do. So, a uh, couple of comments on the ratings. There's a few more Twitter comments to read out later, but Matt, we'll come to your ratings now. And for those who haven't listened before. Uh, six is an expected performance. So, um, Andy, feel free to jump in and challenge if you disagree with any of Matt's ratings, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so, Max, I went seven um, for for what we've talked about. You know, two very very important saves that fundamentally keep us in the game and allow us to to get the point that we did in the end. Um, so, I thought it was a, a a good you know good solid game from Max, um, and then made two important saves. Arguably, that could be an eight um, because of those those sort of vital saves. Um, but I don't think he had an awful lot to do. Uh, I don't know what it was in terms of shots on target in the end, but I can't recall too many other saves that he needed to make. So, yeah, hence the seven. Um, George, I went six. And similarly, on the other side, Cam, I went six. I thought both had, had good games. Um, not necessarily getting forward as much as we've seen of late and, and delivering... Um, you know, in, into the forwards. Um, but I thought two two decent performances. Um, I also went six for Zach. A um, couple of little ner- nervy moments from Zach yesterday um, where he just delayed on the pass a couple of times and he got closed down. Um, but again, you know, also was playing the ball forward, defended really well, made, made one particularly good block. Um, and then Thomas Callas, I've gone seven. Um, I thought coming on like he did, um, very different when you're, you're told from a mindset point of view with, you know, what's he been coming on with five, ten minutes to go, see the game out type scenario, as opposed to having to play really the full game yesterday, pretty much. So I thought it was a, a, a big game for Thomas. And I thought he came out of it with, with flying colours. Um, in the middle, I thought Scott showed glimpses again um, of, of what he is. Um, and funnily enough, talking to some Sunderland fans in the bar last night, um, they all said, "Call your seven looks a player." You know, there were, there were moments from him, and I said, "Actually, he had quite a quiet game for us in comparison to what we've seen of late." But still, showed those glimpses. Joe Williams, I thought, was ahead of him in terms of of, of his play yesterday. So Joe got a seven. So what's, what Joe, was Scott? What was Scott? Scott was six. Scott was six. 
Um, Joe Seven, I thought Joe, he's showing the Joe Williams that we know we've got. Um, and again, a bit like I said with Thomas earlier on, you know, Joe's now having to play week after week. Um, and, you know, that that's not something he's done over the last few seasons. So, you know, there's a difference then in terms of your fitness and, and having to get, go through games. But he's 100% a Joe, isn't he? So you always worry for a, a challenge that, you know, might be a bit dangerous. It will be interesting if anybody does know about the bookings because that does give you a little a bit more of, you, you don't feel so bad. Hopefully, Naismith will be back, you know, within a few weeks. I think there was talk that he wasn't going to be fit for Man City. So uh, you'd, you'd hope he'd be back. And then I, I agree with a lot of the comments about Matty James. I think I said it earlier that, yeah, I thought he was outstanding yesterday. Um, so I went eight for Matty in Man of the Match. Um, I thought his, his break-up, but his composure on the ball, even late on, there were one or two times where he got the ball. Lots of um, lots of interchange with him, Williams and Scott as well, which was good to see. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was Matty James' best game. Um, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Um, and then from a, a forward point of view, Mehmeti, I went seven because, yeah, he's exciting. He, he was our most potent sort of threat yesterday. Um, and, you know, we, we've we've talked about him at length on, on this one, so I won't say any more on that. And then the, the two others, Bell and Sykes, I went two sixes, both involved. Um, you know, maybe Sykes could have been pushing a seven because he created those couple of opportunities. But I think with not taking them in and perhaps doing a little bit better with, with a couple of them, um, hence the six. Uh, and then for Nigel, I went seven. I thought the the substitution for De Silva was a masterstroke, as it proved. Um, and his, his side, and it is his side, went toe-to-toe with a very, very good side who were on form. So, you know, you, you've got to be saying that I don't know that many of us expected to, to get anything yesterday. So, yeah, hence the seven. Any any complaints, Andy, on that? The only one I would potentially challenge, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, Mimetti on a seven, maybe an eight, question mark? Yeah, I think I had the same scores on everyone apart from I had... Uh... Mametti and O'Leary one point higher but no you can't argue with that it was a good game everyone done their job everyone played their part it was decent performance away from home against a good side and I'd say like the thing with like Pring and Tanner obviously they weren't they haven't played as well as they have but they have played against Robertson Clark who are top players exactly that yeah yeah and they, have, they can't bomb on because they know they've got a job to do defensively as well yeah very good point yeah. So I think we're going to upgrade Mehmeti to an eight then, Matt? Yeah, and I think O'Leary on the basis as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. Okay, I'm just looking at transfermarket.co.uk. Um, there's no E in market. M- many people will know that website, but <clears throat> it definitely says Joe Williams, Championship Bookings 7. So no idea where that's come from. Does, does the, um, the club site in terms of appearances or anything, show anything? Does the, does the what, sorry? The club, the official sort of, I don't know under the stats, have we got anything on ours that show, you know, number of appearances and bookings? Yeah, I've got, well, I've got the appearances, but um, yeah, nothing about bookings. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a strange one. Um, right, so I'll come, come back to some tweets now. Um, so we've got Worth the Journey from Chris Char, just for the penalty. 
what a player Mehmeti is and will be. Uh, Dean Allen, where were you the moment that Bristol City got the penalty? It will go down in history. A great away point and an ice-cool finish from Naki Wells. Taking off Mehmeti was a mistake, but the unbeaten run continues. Well, I think we've qualified that as a potential tight hamstring. Um, uh, Johnny Pine deserved that point. Better team first half, but Sunderland improved second half and looked very dangerous for a period. Jack Clark showed too much time and space. Mametti, man of the match again. Atkinson injury looks bad. Sykes played well. Oh my God, a penalty. And Naki showed some bottle there, mind. Um, and then obviously Nigel Whittle, we played his ode to a penalty um, owed to Bristol City last week and I think it was played on Radio Bristol and Five Live and Nigel quite rightly is taking full credit for that penalty so um, yeah congratulations Nigel and the penalty hoodoo is over so we're into Hull next week now Matt in terms of um, Bristol City and it's going to be an interesting one in terms of team selection with potentially an injury or two and maybe one maybe two returns who knows Kane Wilson Naismith thinks still too early for Tommy Conway but uh, it's going to be an interesting one yeah I guess Kane, Kane probably needs a couple more games to, to then feature onto the bench but actually that's a good one to say George Tanner's obviously played centre half a couple of times so there's an option there potentially if if you know Rob's injury is bad and we, we get um, another one um, so, so Kane's on the road Tommy's back on the grass and and probably I think the Man City game will probably come too soon for him um, yeah. but hopefully not excuse me not long after that but it will be interesting Hull, Hull have been on decent form of late as well um, they were certainly pushing for the playoffs after you know a dreadful start until Liam um, got in there um, so yeah that that will be an interesting game Um but one that we we are absolutely full of confidence. So yeah. um, you'd like to think that yeah we'll um, we'll perhaps get some revenge for the the opening day defeat. Yeah, of course. Um, and your thoughts on on next week? I think we're going into home games in particular now with a bit of a different mindset as fans, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're uh, looking more positive. I I have got some bad news. I'm on Info Goal. And it does say that um, Joe Williams has got nine yellow cards off his 26 fouls. Oh, yeah. right. okay. It's, uh, it's funny. I was on um, one of the Sky ones or footy index or something, and that says uh, eight for him. So there's obviously check. a, a, a <laughs> bit of... <laughs> want to believe. Yeah. We'll just keep it, keep it quiet. Don't talk yeah, about exactly. it. And then, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, no, the upcoming games, got some big games coming up. But um, yeah, I'm positive. I'm always positive. Even when we're... I'm, I've seen us terrible in decades gone by but um i'm always positive and i and i think honestly i think we could just sneak in you never know hmm. well, the, just sorry just going back to this jeff williams debacle uh so transfermarket.co.uk has even got the games the minutes in which he was booked so okay. i don't know if we've if we've got some reconciliation to do but he was booked uh sunderland early in the season cardiff Blackpool, QPR, Sheffield United, West Brom and Norwich. So that's seven. Um, but who knows? Who knows what the hell's going on there? Um, whilst you've got you, Andy, I just want to hear a bit more about the Falcon Steakhouse. Uh, what's the background? When did it start? Have you always been in the industry? Yeah, always been in the industry. Um, we've been here at the Falcon for over 10 years now. Right. So our family farm is literally just on the hill above the pub. 
that we rear our own beef on. And is that um, something that's been in your family before you or? Yeah, my wife's family. Um, right. So, yeah, but we've been using the, the beef now. Even the steakhouse we had before was only in the next village. So right. it, we've been in the area cooking and serving beef for Viking or 15, 16, 17 years. The right. Falcon Steakhouse is, is, is great. I absolutely love it. I still love going to work every day. It's a yeah. good restaurant. We've got a good experienced team. We've had the same team for years, which is quite a rare thing to have, in, especially in this industry with everybody coming and going. But, you know, the, the chefs we've got, I've got five, six years under their belts with us. The the bulk of the management staff have been here for from the beginning. Why? But, yeah, it's a really good place. We're very busy. We're very small. So it's difficult to get a table with us. But I would say it's worth uh, it's worth looking <laughs> for in advance. Yeah. If you've got a birthday coming up and... Def- Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's I'll, one of those well, ones. Yeah. Some people are, are good planners and some people just expect to rock up somewhere and get a table. But yeah, when you're going going for the best, you need to book one in advance. So yeah, do follow. Um, I, I really enjoy the content on your Facebook page, the the Falcon Steakhouse. Um, and some really good lunchtime offers and, and things like that. Quiz nights are plenty. So yeah, it's been uh I have to say honestly as well, during during lockdown, you really did keep us keep us entertained. So uh, oh, that's a big, good. A big well done for that. So and yeah, social media is big for us, and we've got like over fifty thousand followers. But we don't just show what we're doing. We try and give like a behind the scenes thing as well, just to like show how we do things and why we do things. And yeah, so we when we have customers come to us for the first time, they feel like they kind of know us already. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'd agree with that. It's, um, and I'm blaming, I'm just looking down that Biscoff Banoffee pie with Marshfield vanilla ice cream. Matt, what are you yeah. thinking about that? Yeah. I was, uh, do you know what? I'm looking at exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Love it. Right. Well, thank you so much, um, Andy, for coming on the podcast. And thanks for putting up that, that campering Chateau Briand as well for two. That's, no uh, worries. that's something that, um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll create a, a random username matt and and we'll fix that one so that i win. Mate, yeah I'm, we'll I'm see look- the pair of you in yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm, lo- I'm looking at the brie wedges <laughs> maybe you we'll have to, to you'll we'll have, have to go wedges. <laughs> we'll have to go in disguise me and matt walk in with like mustaches and and top hats <laughs> yeah brilliant but no brilliant thanks so much andy matt safe travels back thank you very much to bristol um and say yeah we'll be back i think we're doing a we're doing a regular show podcast tonight with uh, some other podcasters so if you fancy something a bit different look out for that one um but bonus show wise we'll be back next sunday but uh, for now did you have the martin scott and no no so (laughs) a bit of a debacle on that we um my my broadband went down literally an hour before and I've had to add a modem replacement, so I had three days without Wi-Fi in the house. Can you imagine the carnage that caused with the kids? Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're replanning that, but it's firmly in the uh, firmly in the plans. Uh, that one, so yeah, it'll be done soon. It says yes because you're hard because you're you're working out three people's diaries instead of just yes, of one or two. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that will be done. That'll be done soon, and uh, and maybe some some others. So. We'll see. But uh, for now, thank you very much. Um, I'll leave you, as I always do, with the shucks. Um, I met a a listener, Alan Payne. He came up to me after saying, what is that music at the end? It's a bit dreary. And I said, yeah, that's actually a local band. And he's like, yep, fair enough. uh, He's he's grown to like it. 
as well yeah. now. So yeah, um, lots of people comment on it, don't they? So, they do, yeah. they do, they do. It's uh, it's the shucks with riding low southern version. If you want to look it up on Spotify, right? Thanks everyone for listening. We'll speak soon. Cheers all. Thanks very much. Bye. Take care all. Thanks Andy. Cheers guys. Bye bye. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it last. Because you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. Cause I tell you something, I don't care that much. Don't come around here. Preaching your goddamn. Watching that little town slowly disappear